this is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roots and Wings podcast. It's good to be sitting with you guys today or running with you or wherever wherever you're at. So they're thanks pro- for They're probably in. actually um, cozy under a blanket somewhere if, right. if they live anywhere in the, in the Midwest or the Northeast. Right. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty chilly. <laughs> We've just experienced the apocalyptic snowstorm of the winter of 2019 and... Uh, mm-hmm. It was, it's been fun, like this like excitement of like a snowstorm and I was, I did the stupidest thing. And I mean, this is a rookie Northern mistake. I went to the store on a Saturday night, right before the storm was about to hit. (laughs) I wasn't thinking, I was just like, I just got to run in and grab like eggs or something. And you thought the world was ending. So I was like, oh, I should have done that rookie mistake to go on um, a night that right before storm. But I think it's interesting too. I went to the store, um, before too and of course the bread all the bread shelves were empty all the milk was gone all the eggs were like yeah only all that was left in the egg section were a couple of cartons that had broken eggs inside and nobody wanted which is funny because i'm like what are you making french toast like what are we doing yeah right exactly right do people eat yeah do people eat just like a lot more bread and milk and eggs when it snows i I think it's so funny so So we're having a good time talking here chit-chatting but we really do have a topic today don't we do we have a topic today brett yeah um we do so this is kind of a this is kind of a funny topic because it's one that you you wrote um, a, a blog post on, which was really great, just a couple weeks ago. And it's it's funny that you talked about it because it's about exasperating, how not to exasperate your children or why you should be in, focused on not to do mm-hmm. that. And the the title much, of the blog, w- the blog post was Eight Ways to Exasperate Your Kids. It, yes. So and, I thought, oh, that's <laughs> funny because I don't really remember. I'm like, do you feel like you did that a lot? Because I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, right. pretty much exasperate, you know, means to irritate and annoy and um, <laughs> frustrate. You didn't do that to me. You might have done that to Austin, but you didn't do it to me, Dad, that much. So. Well, I think uh, you know our episode all about forgiveness and how parenting, uh, you know, forgiveness is, needs to be a part of your toolkit because as a parent, it's not a matter of if; it's just when you're going to blow it and you're going to need to go to your kids and say, "Look, I really messed that up." I really want to tell you I'm sorry. I love you. I really care for you. And, you know, forgiveness is a part of parenting. And so this sort of a little bit dovetails with that. Eight eight ways Mm -hmm. to exasperate your kids. Obviously, the title is a little bit provocative. Like you read that title and go, what? What's that all about? Who wants to exasperate their kids? Well, the answer is nobody. You don't want to, but Mm -hmm. you do. And in fact, if you're someone who's raising your kids in, you know, wanting to bring kingdom principles into your parenting style and scripture and do things, you know, the way God would want you to do them. If you're looking, seeking for wisdom, um, I think the Bible is a great resource for us as parents, certainly to draw from. And there's um, the scripture that the scripture for this that we use as a sort of a foundation and a springboard as in Ephesians. And I'd like to just read it as we get into this. Um, Ephesians uh, chapter six, verse four, it says in it says, fathers and mothers, parents, I'll, I'll paraphrase, parents, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And another translation says, 
parents, do not provoke your children to anger. And um, so as you think about that scripture and as you consider what kind of conversations happen in your household, um, I also was thinking about situations and circumstances in my household when my kids were young, parenting them. And I Dad, rec- Dad, what did you do that makes me angry? What did I do? Well, I yeah, what did you, you don't do have that an answer to that. make me mad. I'm just curious to think what, <laughs> like on your perspective, like, wow, and I would do this, Brittany would get so right. mad. Right. Well, I think there are times that we have to, as parents, we have to say things to our kids and, um, and do things with our kids that we know in advance going into it, they are not going to like this. Okay. We already know it as parents based on past experiences based on sort of what we know of you, how we, we know how you're wired. We know because because every kid is different. You may have several children, two or three or four, whatever, but e- I can guarantee each one of them are going to be unique and different in the way they react and respond to certain things in life. And as a parent, you learn about that. You learn how your kids operate. And I really think a, a good takeaway from this, even in advance, I'll just say, would be this is a this is a good way for us to consider as parents. I think it'd be really good for you to become experts about how your kids are wired and how they respond. I mean, knowing that mm-hmm. in advance will allow you and your parenting skills and your parenting style to be super effective if you can understand sort of the psychology of your kids, you know, how they respond to certain things. You know, there are all kinds of ways to, to do it. So anyway, you asked me, what are some ways you, you might have exasperated me or, you know, made me angry? I think nitpicking, you know, being a little bit picky about certain things. Like, I remember for you, I used to, I don't remember how many times I told you. I think you, I know what you're going to say. All right, well, let me see. I'll say it. And you, you say, yep, that's what I'm thinking. I don't remember how many times I've said, hey, Brett, you know these these cupboard doors in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> they actually will close after you open them. Yeah, it's like new to this. It's exactly what you're about to say. And you, one time you made me come all the way down from my room to shut them. <laughs> See, that might have been one of those ways that I exasperated you. No, but it was true. I literally would like walk through settings and leave every <laughs> cupboard open, every dress. I still do it. Jeff oh, gets a little irritated. It's but. true. I could tell. Well, you come home. You guys will come home to visit. I could go into a room and go, hey, Brittany's been here. Because every, cover, oh every cupboard door is open in the kitchen or even in the bathroom. You know, the drawers are open. Yeah. I don't know why I forget to shut things. I just, or, or I think I do. I don't know. So I, there were probably many times I could have called you down from your room to do that. I only did it once, maybe. But th- the point is, I mean, who cares? You know, I, it, did it bug me? Yeah, but it's no big deal to close a cupboard door. In fact, your mom would say, "Just close the door. Just close the just close the cupboard yourself." And I'm like, "I think it was a bigger <laughs> issue. I think you're trying to teach me that well, I wasn't what, the only person that lived in the world." That's right. Well, there, yeah, it's a, it was a bigger. And I would say to I would say to Mary Beth, I would say to your mom, but she's never going to learn if we don't. And she's like, it's, and, and she had a good perspective in that, and she would say, "It's not a big deal. She'll figure it out. You know, she has her own place. You know, she'll get tired of." 
walking in and seeing cupboards open. Of course, that's not true. I was right. Your mom was wrong. We failed you as yeah. a parent. Sorry, say, Britt. Talk to Jeff. No, say sorry to Jeff. He's the one that still closes so, my cupboards. So but. your husband's now going around closing your cupboard yeah. doors. I, I'm probably a lot better than I was. <laughs> well, that's a funny. That's a funny little example, and it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously not a critical thing, but it it does sort of paint the picture of those little things. And so I think as parents, we have to be really, really, really um, choosy about things that we that we are going sure. to. Like choose your battles. Like pick your battles. Pick your battles. Kind of thing. Choose your battles. Sure. I totally get that. In fact, I have to do that in some ways with um, with college students too. Like I sure. kind of have to pick pick some battles with them as well. What try, try to find the perspective of what's really important. And maybe yeah. that's Maybe that's part part of um, this whole thing is just perspective of what truly is important. Yeah, um, but yeah. in I just kind of want to reference your blog post, which was really good. You talked about eight ways that you can exasperate your kids, and so I I was just wondering like could we go through those together and just kind of touch base with them for the listeners, sure, and kind of see what your thoughts are. So number one, failing to allow them to be what they are. Yeah, I think as parents, you know, we have. Um, you know, we enter into this whole parenting thing. We have some expectations, perhaps, for for our kids. And, you know, we, even before they come, even before you begin to start your family, you might already, you know, maybe Brittany, maybe you and Jeff, as you, you know, sit around and think about, you might already sort of have this idea of what your kids will be like. You know, my kids will do this. My kids will do that. We'll do this together. We'll do that. And that's great. I mean, I don't think you, who, who enters into, you know, parenting, and into growing a family without having some kind of expectation. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. However, you're almost certain that your kids are going to come to you and they're going to surprise you about who they are because they are unique, one of a kind little bundles of joy that come, you know, they hand them to you. And, Interesting. You know, and when in the beginning you may, you may think, this is what I really want for my kids. I want this and I want that. And, and I, I just feel like we need to sort of, as parents, we need to, Yes, have some expectations, have a game plan, but at the same time, let our kids grow up into who they are meant to be because they're designed and made to be someone and something. And um, I think a lot of that for us is just sort of giving them a really good environment to grow in and to experience life in and to, you know, experience different things and, and learn who they are as, as, a, as individuals and find their talents and, and cheer them on. Mm-hmm. So the number two that you have of um, ways to exasperate your kids is treating them with harshness or cruelty. Right. Um, well, that's an o- I don't remember you doing that. No, well, we didn't, obviously. I mean, that's obviously not something we want to do as parents, treating them with harshness or cruelty. I think we talked about the difference between responding and reacting you know, to mm-hmm. situations, to circumstances, just to, to conver- in conversations. And I think that as parents, we really need to check our, our frustration, our anger, our whatever it is we're dealing with, maybe even our weariness or, uh, you know, you're just, you're just spent, you come home and your kids just are not cooperating. And so, you know, we have to find a place or a space even to just take a breath, <laughs> count 10, and sure. not treat them harshly. Or with cruelty. Mm-hmm. We obviously we love our children. We want to nurture them and care for them. Do they drive us nuts sometimes? Sure, they do. Do they? Or are they going to be willful and and even, um, you know, d- downright bad? Yeah, they are. They're going to test mm-hmm. you. They're going to. They're going to. And then in those moments, that's when you really need to 
be the adult, be the parent, be the one that mm-hmm. has some forethought. And then rather than react, respond. <laughs> do it with wisdom. Mm-hmm. Do it with creativity. Do it with love, not with harshness. Do it with compassion, not with cruelty. And I think that is going to go so much further in, you know, in your parenting style than, than the other. Okay, so your next few um, are ridiculing them in front of others, especially in front of peers, even in the form of teasing or jesting. I thought that was a really good one. I just think back to those like junior high years and even high school, like you're just so sensitive all the time. And even constructive criticism just feels like criticism, even in the most private, quiet places. And if you don't have a chance to process that or like, you know, be real with that and it's in front of people that you are trying, you, you're working all day long to impress and try to fit in anyways, oh, that could just be crushing, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think we, oh, I don't know, sometimes those are some of those areas as parents that we, we don't realize what we're doing when it's happening. And then after the fact, we just go, oh, man, well, how did I do that? And, there, <laughs> and I know I've done that just in jest, teasing, you know, you know, just joking around the way we have always joked around. Mm-hmm. But then somehow you guys would have, will grow into these, these, this magical period of life when what used to be really funny and you would laugh at and we would just, just have fun with in a very honest and innocent way, all of a sudden that wasn't okay anymore. And as a parent, as a dad with daughters, I had to figure that out. Um, I had to figure out when that happened because there was no <laughs> there's no warning necessarily. I think I think you already said it, Dad. A unique period of life. <laughs> A unique period of life. I think you already. I think we already figured part of that out. <laughs> That's the truth. And, and and if you're if you're listening to this and you're a father and you have daughters uh, and they're just little ones now, hang on to your hat, Dad, because it's gonna get real here. And, it's about to get real. And and the that. best advice I could give you is to um, defer to your wife or to the, to the woman in your life who's, who's there for your, for your girls. And I hope that you have somebody for, the, for them because it really it takes... It takes um, I feel like that's a whole nother podcast, huh? Certainly it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we'll, we could save some of that, which is good. But no, that's good. Anytime we're just in a, going back, just in a general sense as parents, we just have to be super aware uh, and sensitive to our kids' sensitivities what they what are they sensitive to mm-hmm. and don't don't mm-hmm. we should never make it a joke at our children's expense ever ever mm-hmm. there's just no reason for that and certainly and even in even within the family itself you know where with within siblings to make a joke at one of your children's expense where the rest of the family laughs at them i don't i don't see a reason to do that mm-hmm. there's plenty of things to joke and tease and have fun about that are that can be you know you know healthy and endearing but be, just being really careful about that stuff, you know, ridiculing them mm-hmm. or, or criticizing them in front of other people mm-hmm. is, is just, there's just never, that's just never a good thing to do. It's hmm. good. I like that. Words have power, huh? Absolutely. Sticks and stones. Yeah. So the rest of these, um, there, like I said, there's about eight ways um, to exasperate your kids in this blog. Mm. Um, number four, you said displaying favoritism and making unhealthy or unproductive comparisons. 
failing to express our approval even at seemingly small accomplishments, being arbitrary in the exercise of discipline so they don't know where they stand, neglecting and making them feel like an intrusion in your life, and seeking to make them achieve our goals and aspirations. Um, So these are all really good data. I wish we had time to unpack all of them. And I encourage all of you listeners, feel free to check out the blog and get a little bit more from that. But out of those uh, remaining ones, is there one that kind of speaks more true to you than Hmm. some of the other ones? Yeah, I think, and I I would like to say just, I think we mentioned this in the beginning of this, I didn't cook these up. I actually heard these discussion points in in a radio panel on parenting, and I actually took some notes because it was something that was really hitting me where I was at at that time and just thinking about it. Mm. So I just want to give credit there, although I can't credit who they were because I can't remember <laughs> what the radio show was. Well, you're trying. But anyway, trying. I just want to be, I just want to confess, I didn't, this isn't out of my own mind, but I, I couldn't agree more with all these things. But one of the ones that really, of the ones that are left here, that really um, jumps out at me is number seven, neglecting and making your kids feel like they're in, an intrusion in your life. Um, hmm. And it's so, we, I don't think any of us as parents, you ever want, you don't, no one on purpose does that. No one, you know, purposefully wants to, to send, a, send a message, message to your children that, you know, you are, you are intruding. <laughs> You're really intruding in my life. I, well, I sure hope not anyway. I, I can't imagine. So for me, I work at, I worked at home. When you kids were growing up, I was, I was working at home, have a studio and I, my work is here. So I was always here working and I, it was on my mind a, a lot that I never wanted you guys to feel like um, you were interrupting me when you came down to the studio or when you, you know, mm-hmm. when you, when you asked for something or needed something. Um, I wa- always wanted to make it, make it seem like I was accessible, mm-hmm. available. Yeah, I remember and that. more than that, interested, <laughs> wanting, wanting to be there for you guys. And I, and I just really wanted you to feel that I was here for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I know I wasn't always successful at that, but it's something that I, Hi, you know, I just made an effort, a conscious effort to do that. Um, mm-hmm. No, I, I would definitely say that you did a good job at that. And it's funny because even when I left home and I went to college, I always, I remember saying this to somebody, like, I am so thankful for my dad because I always, like, I would call you at weird times. And partly that was just like the the job that you have is like you're an entrepreneur, so you kind of make your own hours, so to speak. And so I always knew that you could answer. (laughs) So like, it was just so always refreshing to know that um, no matter how old I got, like uh, my dad usually always answers the phone. (laughs) So um, you made yourself available then and beyond, which speaks a lot of volumes, provides a lot of security. Uh, But speaking of phones, Mm -hmm. that's an interesting thing too, because I think the idea of, of cell phones and tablets and screens in general, we didn't have that in our in our lives as much when you guys were growing up, but but today, I mean, it's so easy, you know, for us to be distracted, and kind of disengaged from the people mm-hmm. that are around us with these cell phones in our hands. I mean, we know this. So if you are a parent who will you know, like, like me, like a lot of us tend to look at your phone often or, or you're reading something or you're scrolling through and your kids are with you 
<laughs> Just know this, and we've talked about this before. Your kids are watching you. You're modeling life before them. You're modeling you know, what it is to be a, an adult in front of them. So just know that they're watching you. And if you've got your phone and you're using it and you tend to be sort of, you know, distracted or dis, disengaged with everybody around you, um, that can be a danger. And I just think it's, it's important that if, you know, if maybe make it a point to say, you're here, I'm going to put this phone away. I'm going to put it in my pocket. Let's play. Let's mm-hmm. play. Let's mm-hmm. talk. Let's. But don't let your phone, don't let that screen interrupt interaction that you have with your children, no matter how young they are. I mean, Riley, our grand, my granddaughter Riley, who is two years old, she, you pull a phone out and she just sees it right now. She knows it's there and, and because she, she's interested in it. It's, for her, she uses the phone to watch little videos and so it's entertaining. So that, that device can absolutely short circuit whatever good thing is happening human to human, mm-hmm. you know, parent to child, um, that device can be a real problem. So this mm-hmm. idea of neglecting or of neglecting and making them feel like they're an intrusion in your life, that device could be a, a key part in that. So if you're in that camp, like I, like I would be, I think if I had young kids today, it would be something I'd have to consciously do. Mm-hmm. Just be mindful of that device, put it away, mm-hmm. get it out of the picture so that you can be fully there for your kids and that they can they can feel like they have all of you you know I think that's important mm-hmm. so. that's good that's really good well I feel like um, there's a lot of really great takeaways from this episode it's, it's kind of like a meaty one lots to unpack but that's that's great and so the good thing about this if you feel like you wanted to you know there's just so much into it, what you can re-listen. I hope you do. Um, share it. Talk about it. Have some conversations with your, with your mom pals or your dad pals or your, or just your pals. <laughs> um, but you could also check out the blog, which I would encourage. So, yeah. But that that was fun. And thanks everybody for touching base with us and listening. And um, we appreciate all the reviews and all the likes. And we just continue to ask um, for your support that way. So Yeah. And if you want to find this blog, it's easy to find. Just go to our website, rootsandwingspodcast.com and click on the blog and you'll see it there. Eight ways to exasperate your kids. Also, you can um, send us an email, send us a comment, let us know what's working for you. Let us know maybe you've got some ideas about these uh, these these topics that we're talking about here. You can send me email chip at chipbrichter.com and you can send Brittany email Brittany with two T's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y at chipbrichter.com. Oh, thanks everybody. We uh, look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you later.